What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, March 31st. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we support the right of gas station TV to air Trump's pressers at gas stations. Look, if you want to hear the president make stuff up while you pump unleaded, go for it. <laughs> Not sure anyone is having this debate, but just wanted to weigh in. On today's show, how the novel coronavirus is affecting people experiencing homelessness right now and what you can do to help, then some headlines. But first, the latest. Yes, uh, to, to that point, uh, under six administrations, who has been the coolest president that you have worked with? <laughs> well, there's not a chance in the world I'm going to answer that one. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> for those listening, that was uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, he was in a great banger of an interview with Jesus and Marrow. Watch it on Showtime. It aired last night. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to go on the record about that, knowing who we know is in office right now. <laughs> but uh, in other news, so Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. are now under stay-at-home orders, which means about three in four Americans are under some form of lockdown. There are growing calls and efforts to release incarcerated people from jails where the close quarters have helped the virus spread, and hand sanitizers often banned due to the alcohol content. So we're going to have more on those issues in the coming days. But today, we're zeroing in on what's happening with workers across the country. Gideon, kick it off. Yeah, so let's begin by focusing on actions at Instacart and Amazon. The backdrop here is that workers are being asked to continue to put themselves in harm's way at these jobs, while much of the country is, like we said, under some form of lockdown and relying on grocery stores and delivery all the more while they're at home. At Instacart, the company is reliant on independent contractors, not employees, and those independent contractors were asking for, among other things like hazard pay, protective items like disinfectants for when they're delivering these groceries. Mm -hmm. The company responded by saying that it was going to allow workers to get hand sanitizer in the coming week, but that and the rest of the responses from the company were too little too late for many of the contractors, and they went on strike yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, if you're an employee and you have to wait a week to get hand sanitizer, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, yeah, this job sucks. Like, you guys are terrible. Yeah, seriously. Um, as for Amazon, employees at a warehouse in Staten Island walked out yesterday. Amazon warehouse employees have asked the company to offer paid sick time off. Now, currently, it's only available for people who test positive for COVID-19 or are placed on mandatory self-quarantine. Kind of easy to see how folks might fall through the cracks there if they're not necessarily testing positive, but they feel sick. It's still difficult to get a test, of course. Additionally, uh, they want the warehouse to be closed for a longer, more extensive cleaning if someone is diagnosed. According to the Washington Post, employees in at least 21 Amazon warehouse and shipping facilities have tested positive for COVID-19. And one of the employees who helped organize the walkout in Staten Island, Chris Smalls, was actually fired at the end of the workday following the walkout. A manager at the warehouse allegedly told him that he was fired for coming into work after being in contact with a coworker who tested positive. 
But the timing, of course, looked quite a bit like retaliation. As Amazon attempts to hire 100,000 workers in order to meet additional demand at the moment, the company has said that it's increasing cleaning at facilities, encouraging distancing among workers, and checking employees' temperatures upon arrival. Yeah, but like, you know, these workers are asking for really reasonable stuff. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it, like this is putting Amazon out, that rich company. All right. Well, yeah. I think it's safe to say we're going to probably see more strikes and collective actions play out until, you know, workers are actually just guaranteed safety and basic benefits. Um, but there's another action today at Whole Foods, right? Yeah, employees are planning to call in sick there. They're demanding paid leave for all workers who stay home during the pandemic and double pay for those who do, in fact, work. Whole Foods, which is a subsidiary of Amazon, has increased hourly worker pay by $2 an hour and offered two weeks paid sick leave for those who test positive for the virus. Again, sort of making a difficult decision for folks who aren't necessarily able to just snap their fingers and get that test, even if they wanted to. Right. And though there has been a promise not to penalize employees for remaining home, for many, there is little choice given the demands of rent and financial situations. If that's something that you're relying on by going into work, that's a tough decision that you're you're being forced to, to make on your own. So right. we're going to be monitoring that as it all develops. And that's just a short glimpse at some of the actions that are happening across the country. But there are also many people who are facing furloughs and layoffs in various other industries. Akila, what do we know about that so far? All right. So yesterday was a big day for furloughing retail employees. More than 300,000 retail workers were put on notice. So Gap, Macy's and Kohl's have told employees not to come to work until sometime in the future when this is all over. Uh, and Gannett, which is a giant media company, they announced furloughs for newspaper employees that make over $38,000 a year. Uh, and, you know, their ad sales have been falling. So that's sort of what they pointed to. And some economists believe that nearly 40 million Americans are going to be unemployed by mid-April. So that, unfortunately, is the latest. Across the country, there are more than half a million people experiencing homelessness. And that is before the coronavirus crisis took hold. Now, in response, efforts to bring unhoused people inside have been supercharged with additional shelter space opening up. On top of that, states and localities have enacted various forms of eviction restrictions to prevent new people from falling into homelessness, though advocates say many of these protections are still too difficult to qualify for and just not expansive enough. Yeah, so today we're going to check in on the situation in Los Angeles. Chris Coe is the director of Homeless Initiatives for the United Way of L.A. We spoke to him yesterday and started off by asking him about the main risks people who are living on the streets are facing right now in this moment. One, I would say hunger. People outside, a lot of them haven't eaten for days. Because if you think about the places they used to get food from, you know, food lines, soup kitchens, all the congregationally provided things, a lot of those have stopped. Mm -hmm. um, other places that they used to, if they had um, food stamps or EBT cards, when they go to the grocery stores, a lot of the things they used to, to buy and stretch their budget with, they're not on the shelves anymore. Right. And the things that are left, you know, I've heard stories of there's there's a pot roast that's left, but, you know, there's nowhere to cook that. Right. Um, and then information, I think that's a lot harder for people right now who are outside because a lot of them rely on phones and a lot of them um, charge them inside in different places like libraries or mm -hmm. Starbucks or other places that even if they're open, you can't just sit there charging. So a lot of people 
want the news. So we see people buying more radios and, and wanting more word of mouth information. For sure. Um, and, you know, the, the most obvious one, there's no ability to self-quarantine. You know, when, right. when people say get inside to a place by yourself, um, there is nowhere to go inside to. Right. Yeah, and in response to this, uh, the city has suspended some municipal codes around parking tickets that can be helpful for people who may live in their cars. And the city isn't requiring people to take their tents down during the day. But what else is happening in Los Angeles to protect people who are unsheltered? Yeah, the public response has actually been tremendous um, in the scale up in the public sector and the nonprofit sector. I mean, we're, we're basically trying to do three years worth of work in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on a few different levels. One, for people who are sick with COVID, um, what do we do to make sure there's places inside hospitals and other places they can get help? Two, people who are suspected of being uh, COVID positive or exposed to someone who are, we're setting up isolation and quarantine sites, so 2,000 of those. Then there's people who are at risk, right? People are 55 plus, because what we know is that if you're outside for more than, you know, five to 10 years, that takes off 10 to 30 years of your lifespan. So when we talk about 65 plus being at high risk, if you see a 40 year old outside, you know, they have the life equivalency of being 65 plus. And so 55 year olds or older who are at risk with the underlying health conditions, you know, the governor has has put a lot of money into trying to uh, lease up motels. So we're trying to get 5000 motels, the homeless service authority and the county is hard at work. Um, on that, and just anyone who wants to come inside. This is where the mayor has announced those 6,000 beds at the city's uh, Reckon Park sites to make sure there are people who don't have symptoms yet can come safely inside. And the final one is people who are already inside, right? People who we were able to house in supportive housing, but now that they're being told to shelter inside, how do we make sure their daily food needs are met and just their other um, hygiene needs are met? Right. Um, What happens when this crisis is over? Will the people who have been moved inside be told essentially, you know, go back onto the street? And more generally, how do you hope this could change the conversation and policy response to homelessness in the long term? I'll, I'll be really honest with you right now. I think a lot of our system is in this day-to-day, hour-by-hour mode. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have this five to 10-day period where it feels a little bit like we're building Noah's Ark before the flood. Um, so that's what we're in right now. But once we get beyond that, and this is something we're doing at United Way because we have a little bit more of that luxury to think um, to the next step, we that has to be the bottom line. And that's once we bring people inside, we can't exit them back out to homelessness. Um, so I think all of the action right now is bringing people inside. Hopefully that means we have five to 10,000 more people who have come inside. Um, but how do we make sure that we don't exit them back out to homelessness? Um, I think that can look like a few different ways. I mean, I think the motels that we're setting up, instead of just leasing them, what opportunities do we have to buy some of them outright and convert them into supportive housing Mm. so that people can just stay in there once they're there? Um, Once we get beyond this weekend and the next weekend, how do we start laying out pathways for people to seek other forms of housing? Um, but 
that has to be the main thing we think about. We, we want to solve this problem once and mm-hmm. make sure that we don't just end people's homelessness three to six months at a time. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, okay, so this is, you know, our listeners are really active and they want to help. You know, what is the biggest resource that you all are in need of right now? Um, you know, how can we help people stay safe and healthy? You know, as you were talking about uh, the need to like plug in a phone even, uh, you know, and like I remember in New York during Hurricane Sandy, people were laying out, you know, these like surge protectors and just <laughs> had people, you know, coming by and using their power if they had it. So, you know, it, it, do you have other suggestions in ways that people can safely help? Yeah, absolutely. Safe, safe is the operative word there mm-hmm. um, on some of that. I mean, one um, the obvious one is, is giving. I mean, there, the need is unbelievably huge right now in terms of just the financial needs of nonprofits and even our government level partners. So we at United Way, we have a pandemic relief fund that we've launched, but every community, there's a version of that. And, you know, to be sure, all of those things are trying to plug in as best as possible. If you know someone on the street that you have developed a relationship with, um, that you're still seeing out there, please do still say hello. Um, but understand that you are as much a risk to their health as you may think they might be to you. Right. And so the the hygiene guidelines that have been put out, please, you know, p- please take them seriously as you um, support our friends outside. What that means is if you're passing out anything, and you can, I mean, but wipe down disinfect and wipe down all of those um, touch points, put them in the bag, what's needed outside right now, um, dried foods and water, um, battery-powered phone chargers, um, feminine hygiene products if you're seeing someone, um, if you're seeing women outside. And the final thing I'll say is, is lending your voice. We are in a moment, the federal stimulus that passed a lot of that was left to local control of how that money would be doled up. Right. So a lot of that's going to be on the state and local governments to decide who's getting what. And your voice can be um, can represent the thousands of voices right now who don't have an outlet to say we need support more than ever. And I think there's a question of, um, you know, if you think about the the twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, it's going to people who have filed their taxes, right? Which, you know, you don't need to have made an income to file your taxes, but again, a lot of our friends experiencing homelessness um, weren't even able to file for other tax credits. So that's why I think the other parts of the stimulus and saying, hey, the other parts that are, are more flexible that can flow, you know, let's. Let's think of our friends who are not getting the stimulus check to be first in line for the other parts of the stimulus. That was Chris Coe from the United Way of Los Angeles. He also mentioned that if you have extra protective gear like masks or gloves, in addition to your local hospitals, why don't you consider donating them to your local homeless shelter? They could really use the help. Tuesday, Wad Squad. Uh, I miss you kids. I miss you kids something fierce, okay? (laughs) But in any case, we're back, all right? (laughs) 
<laughs> we made it another day. It's Tuesday, and uh, we're trying to find some chill in a world that is very much not by checking in on each other. Catching my drift? Great. Well, Gideon, what are you watching this week? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot on the table. <laughs> uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is on Hulu now. Okay. Uh, I really got to see that. That was that was on the list from from last year. Uh, I also got a trial of Criterion so I can make Ooh. Francois Truffaut refs on the show and be more inseparable. That'll be really, really sick. Um, mm-hmm. We'll decide later if I feel like paying for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> TBD. And then uh, Ozark just dropped and yeah. you, you recommended it. I got this far. I should definitely continue. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that all of these things sound great. You're not wrong. Ozark is back. It, it's it's a good show. It is. It rules. So, <laughs> Akilah, besides besides that, or maybe including that, what what's what's on your watch list coming up? Yeah. So definitely the biggest thing has been Ozark, and I I am I think seven or eight episodes in. Wow. It is so good. It's just so good. It's nuts. Uh, I mean, Julia Garner earned that Emmy, and good for her. Um, but yeah, I guess like so. I I guess I don't know if your Netflix was doing this, but it has like a one to ten list of like what everyone else is watching now. Yeah, and so I've seen that a lot of people are watching that Madam C J Walker show. So I guess I want to like you know be caught up. <laughs> Probably gonna do that. So I I came across that in the weirdest way, which was I think it was LeBron tweeting about like walking into some room in his like palatial estate. And his mom was watching that show, oh, and nice. then and then he did like a like kind of a plug for it or something. I don't know, but that's wow. that's how I came across it. So um, yeah, it seems wow. it seems like a thing people are watching. LeBron's mom is an influencer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the moral. well. <laughs> that was our quick temperature check. Do you owe someone a phone call? Ring them up. Ask them what's goody, and uh, maybe keep washing your hands and looking out for one another. We do this every day. <laughs> What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? (laughs) Lord, tax week, man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Justice Department is looking into recent stock trades made by at least one U.S. lawmaker. It's Republican Senator Richard Burr, and he's sure being is. investigated <laughs> after he sold a significant number of stocks, some estimated to be worth up to $1.7 million in a single day last month. Now, the senator sits on two committees that had extensive briefings on the threat of the coronavirus. Which is why eyebrows were raised when some of the shares he sold were in industries hit hard by the virus, like hotels and restaurants. Let me tell you, folks, these eyebrows are in the air. I rip mine off and I'm holding them up. (laughs) Sky high. What the hell? (laughs) Congress passed a law in 2012 banning its members from trading stocks based on info they get inside the Capitol. Now, Burr claims he made his trades based on public information. He's only one of several members of Congress who sold hundreds of thousands of dollars in stock just weeks before the markets crashed. TBD on whether the other lawmakers will be investigated. They better be. All right. (laughs) A painting by Vincent van Gogh was stolen from a Dutch museum early yesterday. The perps took advantage of the museum's recent closure due to the pandemic. Multiple news outlets are calling the robbery a, quote, smash and grab because the thieves smashed through the glass doors and just walked out with the art. Uh, Love that. (laughs) Definitely makes you nostalgic for a good old fashioned heist. The stolen painting is called The Parsonage Garden at Noonan in Spring 1884. Very, very succinct title. (laughs) And uh, it's one of the gloomier Van Gogh pieces, but it is likely valued to be worth tens of millions of dollars. Not sure if the thieves were major Van Gogh stands, but yesterday also happened to be the artist's birthday. <laughs> Lend us your ear. <laughs> I don't know. There was a joke here about ears. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for them to, to mail me one of theirs, frankly, but um, oh. you know, time, time will tell. You've probably noticed that your local general store is sold out of hand sanitizer, but what you didn't notice is that it's also sold out of infant chickens. Now, Hmm. let's just assume all general stores sell chickens for this headline. Please go along with me. Apparently, (laughs) chickens are a hot commodity in times of general uncertainty, like during stock market downturns or presidential elections. When you think of a chicken as a cute factory for nutritious eggs, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) National farm supply chains are selling out of chicks as fast as they get in, with some reporting sales up double from last year. New chicken owners also say the birds bring them comfort. FYI, I like my comfort over easy. I will be never reading anything that anybody passes to me ever again. This is it. Boo. 
Um, I just I'm I'm enamored by people who know how to make a coupe. Good for them. A skill that I never learned. All right. Shout out to coupe makers. <laughs> well, this pandemic isn't stopping innovation. One man is using his work from home time to find creative new ways to get two magnets stuck up his nose and need doctors to get them out. A, a pioneer. All right. So Australian astrophysicist Dr. Daniel Reardon uh, was designing a magnetized necklace that, when combined with a matching bracelet, would buzz when your hand got close to your face to fight the spread of COVID-19. The idea here, stop touching your damn face. Well, when the device didn't work right away he started playing with the components and before long he had three magnets deep in his nose that could not be removed with pliers god bless this man who while fighting coronavirus just risked getting seven kinds of super tetanus congrats on being featured in jackass 4 yes and those are the headlines And one more thing before we go. Throughout the week, Crooked hosts and staff will be going live from home on Crooked Media's Instagram. I did one with Tommy Vitor last week, and we talked about hair care, how to stay sane on Twitter. It was fun. It was good. So uh, catch us live at Crooked Media on Instagram. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, send us good backgrounds for Zoom calls, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just old texts where you canceled on lunches because you didn't know how good you had it, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Keila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and stop, stop playing, playing with, with those, those magnets. magnets. <laughs> Cut you're it gonna, out. You're going to poke your eye out. And you're gonna it's pull, not what they're for. You're going to pull your nose off of your face, you rascal. Rascal. He said it. <laughs> What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.